Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right, Dan. So is there, I know you're armed with information, statistics, and breakdowns. To me, the most, I just want to offer one before we get going here. Four and 23 since 2010. (laughs) Four and 23 since the Bears basically were last really relevant in the NFC title conversation because you could make the argument of 2018, but that was a flame out in the first round. And I don't really think anybody felt good about the double doink after the fact since 2010, the last time the bears were really any good, the bears have not made this a rivalry at all. A rivalry implies there's contested battle from both sides. I don't know what Webster's definition is, but it ain't four and 23. Yeah, I mean, I could probably sit here and, and quickly run down the number of Bears victories over the Packers that I've covered. You yeah. know, and we, we'd be done in three minutes. You know, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day uh, in the first season of John Fox when Elshon Jeffrey was shouting, where's the turkey? Where's the turkey in the locker room? That was a good moment that our buddy Zach Zaidman still has. I think he still has the audio uh, from that. You've got the, the, the division clincher at Soldier Field in 2018 with the Khalil Mack back sack. Uh, which will fold right into my numbers here in a minute. But yeah, it's it's lopsided and it's got to get unlopsided pretty soon. Um, when we give our predictions later, I'll, I'll uh, kind of give you some of what I think about the, the magnitude of this particular game as, as it's, uh, you know, the new era of this rivalry without Aaron Rodgers, but they got to get things flipped as soon as possible because you cannot talk about winning division titles and then be beaten soundly twice a year by your rival. What other numbers tell a story? Yeah. Well, as you know, every Thursday at ChicagoTribune.com, I offer a dozen numbers, uh, and then we sample a couple of them here and then and then encourage people to, to see the rest uh, at uh, ChicagoTribune.com. I'm going to start you here with 2,492. That's the yards from scrimmage a year ago from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. 406 of those came in the two wins over the Bears. I think you can safely say that Matt LaFleur and his staff are going to put together a game plan for Sunday that – 
challenges Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon to challenge the Bears and to, and to put the, the ball in their hands and put the ball in their bellies and see what they can do with it and see if the Bears can stop them and tackle them. Those guys were very productive a year ago. They were specifically very productive in the two games against the Bears, and you've got to find a way to slow that down to then hopefully challenge Jordan Love uh, to, to beat you however he needs to. 378 would be the other number I would add underneath that one because that's the number of rushing yards in two games last year against the Bears the Packers had. If you can't stop the run, it's not going to matter how good or bad Jordan Love is. He can be a game manager, and if they grind out another 190 yards, which is what they averaged last year against the Bears on the ground roughly, it's, it's, it's going to be a moot point, and you're not going to be able to get off the field if you're a defense. No question about it. Second number is 94.6. That is the rushing yards per game average of Justin Fields in his last 10 starts a year ago. We understand what he became in this league with his ability to show off that explosion, that speed, to test defenses with that. That included three games of 100-plus. It included three touchdown runs of 50-plus, including one against these very Packers at Soldier Field when he broke free uh, right up the middle and took it to the house. That is something that we're going to have our eyes on, is how much is Justin rushing? How often can he produce uh, those game-breaking explosions with his legs? How often do the Bears want him producing those? It'll be all uh, up to the test on, on Sunday afternoon, and I think we still understand that that is a, a a weapon that the Bears have in their offensive arsenal that very few defenses can match. It just depends on how selective you want to be with using it. Just quickly, what would you recommend? You're talking to Luke Getze over a beer, and he, it comes up, okay, that number is interesting. Justin Fields is a special runner. You want him to be a polished passer. He's got to do that to take the next step, yada, yada, yada. But if you are talking to Luke Getze about Justin Fields' run-pass ratio or his best advice when he needs to get the, the, the big play or the tough yard, what are you saying to Luke Getze? Well, look, I, I, I mean, I think you're going to see a handful of designed runs, obviously, three, four, maybe five. Uh, and then and then you just ask him to be situationally smart, to be instinctive, to understand that that is uh, a, a talent that he has that very few people can match. And so now it's all about what we've talked about all offseason. It's, it's don't you know, feel the urge to tuck and run so often when there are other options available to you. If it's third and eight and nothing's open, go. Take off, move the chains, get us another set of downs and let's regroup. If it's first and 10 and you've got a check down option available to you over here in the flat, drop it off to him. If it only gets three yards, fine. It'll be second and seven and we'll, we'll move on from there. So that's the balancing act. And I think we'll probably get a sample size over the first four or five games of the season that that show us kind of how they've recalibrated things and, and where Justin's at. Um, so that that would I, I, th I think they've got a good handle on this inside the building. I think Justin's got a good handle on what they're instructing him to do. Now it's all about uh, what does it look like, you know, when the games start, because all of a sudden all the game planning and the talking and the um, – you know, the, the, the hopes turn, they give way to the instincts and, and what the situation presents. And, and it'll be interesting to see how Justin handles all that. I might go full put Matt Nagy on him and like, okay, just be, be you, be yourself. Because <laughs> I, I do think that there, there's been so much focus and, and we're probably part of, part of that process, but so much focus on him developing as a passer and the accuracy in time on time, all those things that I have to tell you, if the Bears are in a close game or if they're protecting a lead or coming from behind in the fourth quarter and they got a drive that means something, I think I don't want him to force the ball down the field just to prove a point. I want him to move the ball down the field however he sees fit. 
I, I, and I, and, and I go back and forth on this and I think about it a lot when it comes to Justin Fields and what I think of him and his future. I just wonder, and I, and I got, I think we, I need to go back and look or talk to some people who would know, forget about the Jalen Hurts jump, which everybody talks about. I want to know what did they tell Lamar Jackson when he was making his ascension and when he was being himself, because I wonder if anybody ever told Lamar Jackson, don't run. Don't do this. Well, but you also have to remember that when, when Lamar Jackson won MVP, he he threw for over 3,000 yards yeah. and, and and I think it was like 38, 39 touchdowns that season. And so the, the, he was do, he was doing both, you know, and I think, I think the Bears hope that they get to a point where they can do both productively and that their quarterback can be a weapon both ways. We You know, we've talked about this before. There's just a, a long-term uh, sustainability, durability question that, that comes with this and they've got, they've just got to figure out the, the right balance. For that. All right, let's stop my mind from drifting. Let's get back to the numbers game what's your next number all right i got two more for you three that's the number of players on this roster who were here on this roster the last time the bears beat the packers in that famous 2018 division clinching game i'll I'll give you uh i'll give you 10 seconds to name all three if you can off the top of your head eddie jackson patrick scales and cairo santos cody whitehair eddie jackson patrick scales cody whitehair how could i forget how could i forget santos he wasn't here yet double doinker was still there Correct. Yes. And don't forget that Eddie Jackson helped seal that win in 2018 with an interception in the end zone against Aaron Rodgers. And then, uh uh-oh, lo and behold, he got hurt on the return and missed the playoff game against the Eagles. And and it was devastating. Between interceptions. So, but that's another story. So, yeah. So, so that, that number leads us right into the next number, which is 26. And that's the number of players that are on the Bears current 53 man roster that have been added to the 53-man roster since last season ended. So a lot of new faces here. 26 out of 53. Uh, rough math tells you that's almost half, not quite half. I know you're good at that that uh, advanced uh, eighth-grade uh, d- division there, and, and you understand you. it's 50%. That includes yeah. eight Week 1 starters, hopeful Week 1 starters. That's uh, DJ Morris, Darnell Wright. It's hopefully Nate Davis. It's Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, and Andrew Billings. So you've got eight Fresh faces going to the starting gate uh, for you on Sunday. 26 on the roster in total. These are the new look Bears, David, and they're about to go into a rivalry that needs a new look because, as you mentioned, it's been all too lopsided over the last 12, 13 years and probably longer than that. 